Hello, I'm Ian Madison, a fellow in the International Development Department and producer of Season 2 of the Refugee Realities podcast series. In this series, students on the Forced Migration and Refugees course at LSE bring us interviews with a range of people on the topic, covering the policies and politics that shape asylum to the experiences of refugees themselves. In this episode, Molly McQueenie speaks to Sam Omar, an Iraqi man who, after fleeing Baghdad and spending months in a camp in Greece, has now made his way to the UK where he's in the process of applying for asylum. Samo's story highlights the individual perspective of the refugee regime, not to mention the resilience that comes with navigating such an uncertain process. Molly is a master's student in the Development Studies program at the LSE. While completing her undergraduate degree in Florida, Molly immersed herself in the local migrant and refugee community through various volunteering efforts. In 2019, Molly volunteered with CHIO's Eastern Shore Response Team, an emergency response organization in Greece, where she met Sam. Molly hopes to continue her work with refugee communities after graduation. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello everyone, my name is Molly McQueenie and in this episode of the Refugee Realities podcast series we're going to be featuring the story of Sam, a former refugee from Iraq who has been living and working in the UK since 2019. Sam and I met just a few months before he moved to the UK and it's been wonderful to be a part of this phase of his journey. We'll be discussing both some of Sam's experiences from his asylum journey and his adjustment to living in the UK. To Sam, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with me and share your story. So just to start off, do you mind introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about what you do? Hi, I'm Samo Majid. I'm from Iraq. Now I live in UK. Yeah, I, I claim asylum like 2020, 23rd of January, like 2020. I'm still waiting for my decision. Not yet. I didn't get yet. So, yeah. So you said that you've been living here since like 2019, 2020, but you're still waiting for your asylum decision. So could you tell us a little bit about that process of applying yeah. for asylum since you've moved here? Yeah, yeah. When I arrived to UK by, by air, airport, and uh, because I, I I don't have like paper and also the like uh, for something for introduce me or something, but so I, I claim asylum there and they make like a small interview with me for for you know where i'm come from blah 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 like the, what they want like uh, what was my name where where i originally from where and then they they transfer me to to place to for like get rest or something like hotel and 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 then they make interview after eight months interview the for for tell my story why I came to UK why what happened in your life in your country why you left your country why you choose UK many questions it was like around three hours the interview wow yeah and yeah and after that say they they take my fingerprints and picture. And then they say, wait for your decision. And unfortunately, you know what happened pandemic? This make everything late, like a lockdown. 
And uh, yeah, I am late now. Nothing uh, found like around two years now. Yeah, two years mm-hmm. without decision, without paper as well. You know. Yeah, that's that's a long time. Yeah. So that you have kind of not had your decision. What's this experience of kind of integration been like for you, adjusting to living in the UK? About experience, uh, you know, here like. You know, peace. Uh, when like find peace, country, and and also like uh, here, like you know, I I make friend because really I'm friendly with the you know that, and I don't know like how to say like really I I find myself here. I don't know why. I think that's wonderful. So yeah, you feel like you found a good community here in the UK. Yeah. Because, like they like some sometimes they say they are like you will find, you know everywhere they have bad people, good people, you know. But I I am I'm also always walking, smile with people, say hi, how are you, how was your day, blah, 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 like this. Even I don't know them, so I make many many friends here and like in in uh, like around me or another city. So it's good. Also, I, I I I need to learn about this community because I will live here maybe forever because I can't I can't back to my country because what what happened to me. So I learn a lot from everyone. They give me advice. They give me like example. They they explain about about the culture what they have that we we love this we we hear this. We like I got experience more, you know. Different, you know. Every every country they have culture, they have tradition. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So now, I got many things, really. Well, I'm I'm really glad that you feel welcome here and you're enjoying your time in in the UK and you found yeah. some good people surrounding you. Um, you touched a little bit just there on like the cultural differences between. Iraq and the UK, but of course, countries around the whole world. Um, could you talk a little bit about those differences in your day-to-day life in Iraq and, and the UK? In, in my time when I was there, like, you know, it was war. After war, you know, that we, like, uh, like people, like, getting crazy because what happened there, because, example, you walk and you scare, maybe you got bullet, you get bomb car or something he, like, no one no one knows what time it will be like, bomb and, and happened this like example tour for normal people and they come car and they they make bomb for you know make you know make this country not safe even like because that i really really and also what happened to me i lost two people very close to my life like so because that and what happened boom and really i'm how can i say this really it's it's so hard really because you know you're scared to die and and you know you will die not like normal die like you go you got sick and you die or something no you got the boom and maybe you cut cut something part of your body and you can't forever this for you and many friends happened to me, like 
my friend like he, he lost his leg because he he was drive close to car one and another car bomb and he lost his and now he still he can't walk he can so really so hard because that's really also my mom she recommend because I told you I, I I lost two people very close to me like my wife and my son and also after that really I, I was really very sad and I can't I can't eat well, I can't sleep well because what happened, because it was close to me. Just uh, me, I survived. The other man, I, I, and that time I wish I'm not, I'm not survived for this situation. So after that, like someone like when I, I was in my room really, and after six months, I, th- I think three months, like four, around four to five months, and I wake up and say, why? Why You never change the past. So just keep going, go, <laughs> really. And, and really, I, am, I feel I am strong now. I, you know, my journey from Iraq to here, it was really, really hard. If I, if I explain what happened to me, like it will be maybe two books, like uh, 400 pages. <laughs> <laughs> So really, um, I keep going now. Uh, we have this word, what you retain your life, welcome to my chest. So I am, I am like that. <laughs> so I left my country. I left my country after my, my, mom, my mom, she decided that. And, and really, I love my mom. I know everyone loves mom, but me, she, everything for me, because always I got this advice for her, like everything. And she she recommended me. She said, "Go leave, and you, if you want to forget, just go find your life. Everywhere, everywhere you want to go, go. Just go. Just I can't. It's it's hard for her because I I will leave her. But she decided this just only I think for me. Uh, the first day, real, I was upset with her. I say, why you need me? Like to go and and you know it's hard." To, our tradition, like we live together, like family, we eat together, we watch movie together, we sitting in one table, like we eat really. And when you be alone, this is very difficult. You know, when I left the first three months, every night I cry because I wash my clothes, I, I cook myself. I really is very hard. Yeah. So yeah, good. I am good now. I I got used to this life. Yeah. I can't I also... what that must have been like for you. And thank you for, for sharing that. And I've obviously known you for a couple of years now. And your resilience has always amazed me because you always have a smile on your face. And you're always talking about how grateful you are for everything, which just amazes me every day. Yeah. They say he, this. They say, "Well, you happy man, you are." But you they are. don't know. I am a happy man outside, but inside not. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. But, how do you? But, how have you kind of supported your mental health throughout your journey from Iraq to now? Have you done anything in particular to kind of keep in good spirits or keep looking forward, or you know, what what kind of things have you done for that? To be honest, maybe you were surprised with this. It's my support, myself. 
always my best friend myself you know mm-hmm. i i have someone live inside me and he, he always he push he push me to believe me believe me yeah like always this i uh, like i am like that like if, if this to, to be honest this happened after what 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 happened to me like this happened i told you one day i wake up and yeah always like someone he pushed me do this don't do this like example like really i don't know what i called this really in english but but this myself like suppose i got myself my best friend myself always i am if i am sad say go enjoy make yourself happy like this push yourself be patient don't don't do this don't be do wrong thing don't why do this you not deserve this believe me you know when i when i left dubai to greece it, in our situation in greece towards like very bad situation and and we we live in the tent and camp with many people but but i i because i choose like go to study prove my english don't stay with this the first week i i i got with these people like i went with them even like you know they have they got some drugs some this I and mean, i did believe me i did and you know one day i was very high i believe me and you know and come one guy i don't know him and he say you gentleman why 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 you do this stuff is not you not deserve not belong to this stuff i swear i don't know him and after that, i need to see him when i wake up that like, and after that i stop i i choose the school i went to school like i i do do like proof my english i pass my exam you know that when when we met when we met so so really i don't know the guy i hope i wish i see him because really really he he give me like something in my mind he stopped me everything and really i'm stopped now everything don't do anything because him he say you gentleman you don't deserve it does not belong to you come on you and stop <laughs> really this happened to me that is amazing i'm glad that he had such a a positive impact <laughs> always i am positive <laughs> <laughs> And you you alluded just there a little bit to how we met when you were living in Greece and and then you lived in Dubai before can you compare those experiences a little bit of what it was like in each place My my mom recommended to me to to go to Dubai and also I have some cousin there a businessman and I went there really I I got visa there and I got job also but you know there to be honest maybe you don't know about that that you know my 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 passport is very low level mm-hmm. and and you know they don't accept iraqian people or another country they like very very low level because what happened because war and you know danger play they they call it so they don't give visa like the first month they give me three months and after they give me six months and after they say you have to leave now because that i can't like because to be honest i find everything in dubai and and nice country you know nice country and i find job i find everything but unfortunately they don't give me visa because my you know i i used to have iraqi passport 
you know low low level until now they they are it is low level for for another passport i don't know why yeah for for example the government make a problem or something and that normal people they get low passport or oh, no one accept them oh you are iraqi oh in dubai like some oh you are iraqi you why you come here go fight fight your country like okay thank you nice to meet you yeah and and i and i to be honest i don't decided to go to europe or something i went to turkey and same thing i find in dubai in turkey same because my low level no one accept my passport so i decided to get this danger you know the by boat and in the sea with 30 people 40 people and small boat and yeah for for got yeah, greece so i got i got to greece and and when they they police come in the in the in the, the beach they say oh you welcome i say i am in heaven now i am i really when i arrived to greece you know because people many organization oh you welcome you very you you will see oh you 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 come here to heaven really and unfortunately when they put you in bus you see what happened like you know they put you in the camp for like camp for for it takes size for 300 people they put 2000 people 7000 people you know the place is, is not enough for and you know not good food situation there is very very hard to explain it's very sometime really until now i say how i survive in that situation really it's very very like i don't we, we are not human beings <laughs> sometimes I say yeah really it's very hard i think the fact that you came out of that with such a positive mindset really just points to your resilience exactly we talked about earlier yeah it's i think you really have such a strong strong mindset to be able to come out of it and still just keep pushing yeah. forward and looking forward to to bigger and better things. So I'm happy Believe that maybe this, from that to here. Yeah, like like even when I got moved to here, really it was like I don't decided. I told you I don't say Europe or or Greece or any country because situation. I do I did my best in Greece. Believe me, if I find like something like example for work, I don't want to be rich like what what I was. but just i need like peace i need i need like i have money in my bucket you know like that i don't want really i i do my best i try to go to find job after i got my decision in greece they accept they give me positive decision and they give me travel document this allowed for only for schengen europe you know before that because i got a paperwork as well I went to many restaurants and no, for example, for example, if they give like 10 euro per hour, when I say to him, they see my paper, they say, oh, you give, we give you five. Why? And believe me, if, if, if I work, I work hard on them, harden them. So why you give me five? Because I am a refugee, I climb asylum in your country. So you're saying in Greece you're experiencing that kind of discrimination? 
yeah, it's, I, I see a lot, you know, even the police, they, people, some people, they don't respect you because what you are, where you come from. <laughs> Believe me, I don't know why they think that, you know. But, but I, I just always, I ignore this thing. I don't do, like I, I, to, I told you, I, I couldn't find a job in Greece. So I decided to go. And, you know, some friend I met in Volunteer was, because I also I, I, I've been volunteer for help people for enter better or make people, because I am my professional chef. And I was teaching minor people, refugees, minor for for became chef to tell to be how to become chef so i also i got experience i make a lot of friends from from every country in europe like french every every country they have friends even here uk so i decided to go to france and after france i got like i i i booked that the ticket that i find tickets very cheap to uh, 28 euro to UK, I say why not? Let's let's try. And I came illegal, like my passport. I give my passport when I go to airport. I come by by airplane. Like uh, I give my passport, and I don't know what happened. Everyone we see me with a smile, and he he stumped, excited. Okay, okay, thank you. <laughs> and I got to UK. Really, like lucky, like I don't know really because what we have this. If we have, we had bad life you will get good life so i am happy now that's wonderful have you found like any good support systems you don't have talked about your your friends that you've made since coming to the uk but i know you also love to to cook and to bake have you found that that's been a good kind of support system since coming to the uk too to be honest it's not, I couldn't find, but like suppose like friend this I have like many friends and they recommend like this organization. Of this. But I, I couldn't find here like what I like what I had in, in Greece like something like for example organization like they have here many organizations they help for help for refugee but but, but I I didn't go. So I went once in Derby when they, they from London to Derby they transferred the first transfer the government home office. I I was like interpreter and also like they have many many project like for example take people refugee outside the park or make music or something. But I couldn't find like similar. I don't know but maybe I don't research about this. To be honest, because I like it was what happened. Looked down, and my time is what you know. Looked down on nothing, no one. Even even I I got interview with BBC for about my poem to read one poem of mine, and and after that they, they stopped with me. They say we can't. Sorry, we can't accept anyone like this. And also I I they say online. I was like, I don't have laptop or something. I, I can't, I can't make it with them. So they delayed, like, I don't know when, but hopefully soon. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully that'll come to fruition after the pandemic is over. Yeah. And then just for our last question, 
do you have any advice for people who are arriving seeking asylum in the UK today? I don't know, like, really, like, advice, but, you know, every time they change the rules, they change mm -hmm. everything, you know, now they, they say about Uganda, like, I, I don't know, like, just my advice to him, if someone, like, climb asylum in this country, he have to respect the other culture and be positive, like, be strong, patient, get patient. And enjoy your time, but I can't because really, you know, every like I can't say say come here and you will find the heaven. And when he come, maybe he will. You know, everyone different. Maybe he will. Maybe I am I am happy here. Someone oh I hate UK. I maybe I hate you. I say I hate something like French or something. You know this. Everyone he 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 create himself. He creates. I don't know if they say that like himself. I don't. Yeah, like sort of my... different preferences and different experiences. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Cool. But thank you so much, Sam, for taking the time to share all of that with us. And I wish <laughs> you all the best of luck with the rest of your journey in the UK. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode in Season 2 of the Refugee Realities podcast series, hosted by the Department of International Development at the LSE and made possible by the Eden Catalyst Fund. We have more episodes on the way, so please do stay tuned.